Welcome to the Palmetto Street Church of God message podcast. We pray that you are inspired by today's message, and we hope that you share and subscribe to this podcast so that the gospel of Jesus Christ can go forth and reach many people in our world today. Enjoy the message. For the last few weeks, we've already been doing some preparation. Um, we've talked about um, that our mission is to share the word and the love of Jesus, right? Um, we started with the first week, which was be real. And then we carried that to our second week, which was be helpful. And our third week was be a listener. That was just last week. But there's one more thing that you need to be in order to complete this mission to share the word of um, our Lord. Um, I'm going to do a quick little recap. Matthew 28, 18 through 20 says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them the what, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. If you know Jesus, this is your mission. Go share the good news of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection with others. Make disciples and multiply yourselves. Um, So we're going to be talking about this story of Peter. Um, Who was Peter? When Jesus gave us our mission, he was speaking directly to his closest friends and followers. One of the people named was Peter. Peter was one of Jesus' first disciples, and some people have said Peter was really hot-headed. If you know anybody hot-headed, that's Peter. Peter was the kind of guy who jumped into things wholeheartedly, and that can be a great quality. But it also meant Peter was a, was a little impulsive at times. He was just, let's go do it right now, right now. Like, n- not even thinking about it. Not thinking about the outcome, the consequences, or anything like that. He was very impulsive. So Peter's story begins with Jesus. Peter's story begins with Jesus. Began when he was Jesus saw him fishing with his brother. Jesus called Peter and said, hey, follow me. Peter said, okay, and he dropped his nets and followed Jesus. There's that impulsive. He just, all right, dropped his nets, and he, he went on. Once the disciples were on a boat in the middle of, once the disciples were on a boat in the middle of the lake, when they saw Jesus approaching, walking on water, everyone was terrified. But Peter said, hey, Jesus, what if I walk out there with you? So Peter jumped out of the boat, walked on water with Jesus for a second, but then panicked and started to sink. Don't worry, Jesus saved him. You can find that in Matthew 14. Peter often spoke out, spoke too soon. He could be hasty and opinionated, and sometimes said things Jesus had to correct. Once, Jesus even yelled at him, saying, Get behind me, Satan. Just before, just before Jesus was arrested and sentenced to death, he had predicted that his disciples would deny him. Peter passionately and con- continually, continuously said, I will not deny you. I would, I would not deny you. But Jesus was right. Hours later, Peter denied he never knew Jesus. That same night, when men came to arrest Jesus, Peter took out his sword and cut off one of their ears. Jesus reattached the man's ear and made, Pete, and made Peter put the sword away. Jesus could have seen Peter's impulsiveness as a problem, but Jesus, but Jesus saw something else in Peter too. 
as, a hot, as hot-headed as Peter could be, he was also a passionate and loyal friend and a disciple. When Jesus asked his disciples who they thought he was, Peter was the first to say, you're our Messiah. Jesus even gave Peter his name. He used to be called Simon. But Jesus started calling him Peter, and that name means rock, because Jesus promised Peter would be a foundational part of the church Jesus was, that Jesus was building. Peter had flaws, but one of the reasons he saw, one of the reasons he was such an effective disciple of Jesus is that he was always ready to take action, even though that action was not always right. So he was, he was the first person to be able to take the action, even though if the action wasn't the correct action, he was just ready to take it. So we're going to be um, going on our next part of Mission Possible, and I'm going to let uh, Madeline come up and talk about our mission to be ready. Okay, so over time, Peter grew and matured because as his relationship with Jesus became stronger, he began to know Jesus more and he became more in tune with the way he should live. So eventually, Jesus fulfilled his promise to Peter and Peter became an important leader in the church, just as Jesus said he would be. So after Jesus left earth, his disciples were left with this big and great mission. And as they carried out this mission, the church grew and their impact grew. So as the church grew, Leaders like Peter faced new challenges. It wasn't enough anymore to just share the gospel with others. They needed to find a way to teach and disciple these faraway communities of the new Jesus followers. But however, the Roman government didn't like this new religion spreading all over its empire. Rome was threatening, imprisoning, and killing Christians in order to prevent this new faith from spreading. So because of all of this going on, Peter wrote a letter to several communities of believers, which is a letter that we now call First Peter. And I absolutely love this verse that we're about to read. Um, Peter wrote it to encourage his fellow believers and to help them keep their focus straight. So it's First Peter 1, 3 through 9, and it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. And I love how verse 4 says, into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. That inheritance is kept for those who are shielded by God's power through faith. And I think a lot of times we miss that part. Life gets hard and we start to lose faith, but Peter reminds us here that our great reward is in heaven one day and we will only get that from continuing to serve Jesus by faith. So picking back up in verse 6, in all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that, you've proved that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. So knowing that God has that inheritance and just so much in store for us gives me the ability to be able to rejoice through grief and trial. Following Jesus in this mission that he has called us to is not easy, but if you will genuinely follow him and have faith in him, then he will sustain you through the fire, and he will be glorified by your faithfulness. So I love the end of the scripture too, verse 8 and 9. 
Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So just hang on to your hope in Jesus. There is no greater joy and no other hope than the one that I have in Jesus. Hold fast to him and you will receive the greatest gift of eternity with Jesus. And you will get that inheritance that is promised. So I think that if I was in the shoes of these persecuted Christians, I would have found this message from Peter to be very eye-opening because their mission was turning out to be quite difficult, but Peter wanted them to know that it was still worth it. He wanted them to see that no matter what difficulties they faced, the hope that they had in Jesus was still worth talking about. And later in his letter, Peter shared more insights about how followers of Jesus could carry out their mission. And I find it so inspiring to see how much Peter has grown from how hot-headed he used to be. And so, yeah, just pay attention to what he says in this advice to see how much he's truly grown. So 1 Peter 3, 8 through 17, this is a bit of scripture, but it's so, so powerful. And I love what he says. So pay attention to this. Finally, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, Love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. But in your hearts, revere Christ as the Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. For it is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. So Peter's main purpose in saying this to his fellow, fellow believers is to be ready. Be ready to act, be ready to speak. And just like we've been saying for the last few weeks, Peter reminded believers that they must share the gospel with their words and their actions. In fact, if their lives are characterized by hope and compassion, then Peter said that their actions would give them those opportunities to talk about their faith. So some of the ways that Peter tells us in this passage of scripture that we can be ready to talk about the good news of Jesus with others is to first love each other. Our love for others demonstrates the love of God. And I always pray that people would see Jesus in me by the way that I live, love, and that I treat others. And I think that loving people well is the most important way to show Jesus simply because God is love. So when we show it to others, we are a reflection of the Father. Secondly, Peter tells us to repay evil with good. This does not seem like a natural thing to do, especially in today's society. People are always out for revenge and all that stuff. So that's exactly why it's important, because it's not natural. So anyone can be rude or insulting or whatever, but Jesus calls his followers to live differently and to live set apart from the rest of the world. And I don't know about you, but I grew up with my mom always telling me that two wrongs don't make a right. So we are told in Matthew 5, 39, not to resist evil, but to turn the other cheek to it. So I encourage you to live set apart from the world and to do what is good. Next, Peter tells us, do not be afraid. 
The Bible says so many times, do not be afraid, and this is definitely easier said than done, but when you put your trust in God, fear has no place. So be bold and trust God. Don't be gripped by the fear of failure because God wants you to fulfill his mission so he won't let you fall or fail. Don't be afraid. Next, Peter tells us to have an answer. Peter said that when we live in a way that is so different from the rest of the world, people will start to notice and will ask why or how we can be filled with so much hope. And so when they do, we need to be ready to speak. We have to have an answer. And lastly, Peter tells us to be gentle. We don't have to be rude, annoying, defensive, pushy, judgmental, or whatever. When someone asks why we believe what we believe, Peter said to answer them gently and respectfully, because after all, Jesus is gentle and loving. So after diving into all these points, I think it's just so heartening to see how much Peter has grown. The guy who nearly drowned um, because he panicked now says, don't be afraid. And the guy who chopped off someone's ear says, be gentle. The guy who often spoke too soon now says, have an answer prepared. And the guy who sometimes was hot-headed and impulsive now tells us to be ready. Jesus transformed Peter's life in such a big way, and he can do the same for you. If you worry you're not qualified or capable of joining Jesus on this mission, just know that you are. One of my favorite quotes is, Jesus doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. And I hang on to that because it's so good and so true because you are qualified and you are capable. You just have to be ready. So recently, um, going back to kind of like the have an answer part, um, recently I, I'm in Bible club at West Florence. You should totally come if, if you're there. It's great. But um, I went one day and they said they were passing out blow pops and like invitations to come to Bible club. And I was like, okay, I don't really know if I want to do this, you know, but I, I did it anyway. You know, I grabbed the blow pops, went in with a smile on my face and I started giving, giving them out to everyone. And this one guy who I gave it to, he was like, like, thank you. And I was like, you're welcome. He's like, you're just, you're just nice. And people just aren't nice anymore. You know, like they're so, they're so mean. And so, um, I got the opportunity to talk to this guy about Jesus because I was like, hey, that's not me. Like, there's no good in me apart from Jesus. So I got this, this, the opportunity to share about Jesus because I chose th to act on the opportunity. Um, and it just reminded me how important it is to be kind because, like I said earlier, we reflect Jesus in both our words and our actions. You don't always have to know what to say, but if you don't shy away from an opportunity out of fear, then Jesus will use you. I didn't have a prepared speech when I was talking to this guy, but I chose to show kindness and love towards this person with my actions. And all I did um, was tell him that I'm only able to live this way because of Jesus. So now when I see him, he waves to me with the biggest smile on his face, and he says, I'll see you in Bible Club on Friday. And it's just the sweetest thing ever. So... I encourage you, don't shy away from an opportunity, and just be, be ready, be ready. <laughs> so like Peter said, we must always be ready to have a conversation about Jesus because we never know when we'll have an opportunity to share. So don't forget about the part, though, where Peter, um, Peter didn't end his letter with just be ready. He makes sure to remind his believers to be, or to the believers, to be gentle and respectful too. So a few weeks ago, we mentioned a study that asked people to describe Christians in a word or two. And many people use the word hypocritical and others use the word 
judgmental. And that means that many people that had encounters with Christians probably weren't, they probably weren't gentle and respectful, but they were like rude or pushy or just something that didn't leave them feeling good about that. So sharing our faith can be scary, but sometimes when we feel afraid or vulnerable, we can mask our fears with anger, defensiveness, overconfidence, or rudeness. So how can we be ready and gentle and respectful when sharing our faith? Jack? All right, so for anybody that's been in what us teenagers call big church, this is the part where um, our wonderful pastor will say, I got three points, and he takes about 45 minutes. But <laughs> so there's three things that when you're, when you're sharing his love and sharing his word and talking to somebody about it that you really you, you want try to um, try to avoid. So the first one is certainty. It's important to be confident in what you believe without acting like you have it all figured out. Remember when we talked about being real? When you're real, you're comfortable admitting you don't have every answer, and it's okay to not know everything because only Jesus knows everything. Point number two is um, superiority. People shut down when they sense that you have an attitude that says, well, you know, I'm more mature, more knowledgeable, and I'm right, and you're wrong. No one wants to listen to someone who thinks they are better than everyone else, but they are much more, and they are much more likely to listen to someone who is humble and wants to serve others by being helpful. The third point is control. No one wants to be in a conversation with someone who does all the talking and never asks any questions or listens to the other person as they speak. If you want to be gentle and respectful in your conversations, don't control the conversation. Be a listener. Instead of these three things, exercise empathy. Empathy is the ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes and understand their perspective and understand their perspective. It doesn't always come easily, but it's like a a muscle you can exercise. Exercise empathy by getting to know people. When we build relationships, we can be more real with each other because you're more comfortable around that person. But when we don't get to know someone, we can talk to them about faith in a compelling way. Remember what it feels like to be judged. Think about the times someone made you feel judged and then ask, Have I ever made someone feel that way? How can I share the good news of Jesus without coming across as judgmental? Look for the good. There's always something positive you can find, even in the the most hopeless or frustrating person or situation. Keep looking for how God might be working. Remember, you're called to join Jesus' mission by sharing the good news of the gospel be ready at all times to share with confidence, gentleness, and respect. And you have to trust God with the outcome. If you don't mind, I would just like everybody to stand on their feet tonight. And these past couple of weeks, we've been talking about our mission. And we're rounding it out. I'm sure we'll have small groups next week. We're rounding out with your mission, be ready. The world needs you to be real. People don't need Christians who are perfect. They need Jesus followers who are authentic. The world needs you to be helpful. 
by showing and telling the love of by showing and telling the love of Jesus. The world needs you to be a listener. So learn to listen well to God and to others. And the world needs you to be ready. People are looking for answers, love, meaning, and hope. Because of Jesus, you have the opportunity to help others find the same hope you found. So are you ready? Will you take Jesus up on his invitation? Will you live a life full of hope that people can help but wonder what that people can't help but wonder what's different about you? Will you use your words to tell people about the hope you have? I hope you will be ready and then watch what God can do through you. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I pray that you can touch every person's heart, mind, and soul in this room tonight as they go out on their normal day-to-day life in school, work, or anywhere they might be where they have the opportunity to complete your mission, to be a disciple, Lord Jesus. I pray that you have a hedge of protection over everybody in this room as they try to complete your mission. And I hope that they can all remember that as Christians, the mission is to share your word. It's because of you we get to live a great day like this on planet Earth, Lord God. And I pray that you can just touch everybody in their day-to-day life. And I hope that they can go out and finish what you started, Lord God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you are inspired by today's message. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and to follow us on our social media. If you would like to give to this ministry, visit us at pscog.org. Stay safe and have an incredible day in Jesus' name.